We'll go to Matthew chapter 15. actually brushed my teeth before I ate and after I ate this morning, so I don't have bad breath. There's lots of room up here in the front sometimes. And I don't really slobber on people when I'm preaching except uh, when I'm carried away in the spirit, of course. All right, enough of that. We've been looking at the commands of the Lord that he gave in his own personal ministry. And we've come to chapter 15 of Matthew and verse 4, where he not only gives us a command again, but reminds us that this has been a command throughout Israel's history from very early when on Mount Sinai, God gave the Ten Commandments. And he says in verse 4, For God commandeth, saying, Honor thy father and mother. And he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. I felt necessary last week, instead of just uh, concentrating on parents, uh, child, uh, the child's responsibility to honor their parents, to look a little bit first about the parents' responsibility to the children and uh, we noted a number of things about that last week, and today we're going to more concentrate on children and their parents. And I find it uh, beneficial today that this is Mother's Day. Back in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson, not a very famous president, uh, but he uh, instituted the, a national holiday called Mother's Day. It was uh, really, uh, initially pushed by a woman named Anna Jarvis. But hundreds and hundreds of years before Wilson established Mother's Day, God had said that we're to honor our father and mother. The Old Testament says, Honor thy father and mother as the Lord thy God commandeth thee, that thy days may be long and that it may go well with thee. And so we find God so concerned about child-parent relationships that he puts it in the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, and... Uh, and many numerous places, many and numerous, I guess that's a tautology, but um, many places. I want you to point, point you, first of all, to Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. <coughs> and here in Deuteronomy, as the law is rehearsed again the second time for those who survived the 40-year wilderness and are shortly going to go into the promised land. 
in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. And Deuteronomy 28 is a big chapter, uh, four pages in my Bible. Deuteronomy 28 and verse uh, 1 and 2. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And so here we find that God has given a promise that if we would follow his commands, and particularly the Ten Commandments and, and others. He says here that he'll bless us, that there's, that there's a, a way that our life can be regimented. Uh, we can put ourselves in a position to be blessed. The laws that he gives us are beneficial to, uh, to, to us. And he says that, that he'll bless them and they'll uh, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee so it's important to uh, to not only observe the commandments because uh, he said so but because with doing the commandments or comes blessings. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you have a manufacturer handbook on how to tune your vehicle, how to keep it running in the best way, making sure that you do all the maintenance on it. And our lives need maintenance. Uh, and the Word of God maintains us, and it helps us to run properly. In uh, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, the Lord said, the fifth commandment, Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And last week we tried to point out to you the fact that this, uh, this command concerning honor your parents lies in a very strategic point in the Ten Commandments in that the first four commandments is man's relationship to God, uh, laws concerning that, not using his name in vain, having no other gods before them. And then we have honor thy father and mother. And then following that, we have six more, co uh, five more commandments of man's relationship to man. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness. And, and what's critical is in the home as, as, as parents uh, raise their children and, and require them to honor them, it's so much easier for them to relate to the Heavenly Father and to honor Him. And then how the parents relate to their children and the, and the commands that they're given makes it very easy to go out into society and honor other people. When you find when you find in the workplace people who won't honor their boss, when there's always difficulties, when there's always a rebellious kind of spirit about them, you can mark it down that they've not learned uh, 
respect for their parents. And, and that has not transferred on to respect for mankind. And so he says here that we are to honor our mother and our father. And that word honor means to respect, to treat with a deference, to, to be in submission. Um, Leviticus, you're in Deuteronomy, if you'll drop back to Leviticus, uh, chapter 19 and verse 3, Leviticus 19 and verse 3, ye shall fear every man his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths, I am the Lord your God. When it uses this word fear, it's not to, you know, to tremble. <laughs> I, I've seen, uh, because of the way that parents discipline, I remember a little boy seeing him and his dad was talking to me at the table and his dad went up like this to, to wipe something, a mosquito or something off his face. And when he did that, the little boy went like that. And you knew that he was backhanding him, you know, and, and he was afraid of him. Well, this, that's not the kind of fear it's talking about here, but it's a fear that, that they would displease their parents, that they don't want to be doing things continually that they know that mom and dad have asked them not to do. And so this, this is the kind of fear that is talked about. And if we find in a household where our children are regularly displeasing us and over and over the same thing, then there's something to uh, be fixed in, in, in that home, in that relationship. <clears throat> but what about those who do uh, dishonor uh, their parents? Well, let's go back again to Deuteronomy and uh, chapter 17. I'm sorry, chapter 27, and Deuteronomy chapter 27, and verse 16. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father, or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. When it says setting light, it means to pay little or no attention. You, you know, it's the idea that that uh, uh, I could couldn't care less what they have to say that I don't want to listen, that uh, we live in a new day, that old fogey stuff that you grew up with, just it's not, it's not something that I want to listen to. And it says there in that verse, cursed are those that setteth light. And that's pretty easy to understand. Cursed means that uh, it's going to go bad for you. That God's hand, instead of being a hand of blessing and an opening of doors, his hand's going to be one of resistance. And uh, it's a very vital command 
not only for the Lord to repeat, but as we find it in the Old Testament. And you can see uh, in our text, uh, if you remember when we read it, it says, For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curses father and mother, let him die the death. We're here in the Old Testament. Drop back to Exodus 21. Exodus 21. And verse 17. And he that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. And then similar wording in Leviticus 20 and verse 9. For everyone that curseth his father and his mother shall surely be put to death. He hath cursed his father, he hath cursed his father or his mother, his blood shall be upon him. And what I want you to see here is that this, this command in Leviticus 20, and the one that we just read back there in Exodus, says remove the discipline from the home into society, into the governmental. That when the government sees, in this day, when the government sees someone disrespecting their father and their mother, they were cursed. They, they, the death penalty was required. And uh, society will be affected when parents aren't respected because, as we said, that's kind of the transitional commandment, the fifth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. Now, one of the things that uh, we've read here, but we didn't point out last week, was the fact that uh, this is the only, although the Lord, we read in Deuteronomy, the Lord promised to bless when they keep all the commandments, but this commandment specifically says that your days may be long upon the earth. But this is a command that comes with promise. And, and uh, Leviticus, uh, I mean Ephesians, says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. It's the, uh, it's the only commandment of the ten that gives a promise that uh, we can cling and we can put ourselves in a position to receive that promise. And sometimes we think, well, you know, if they just had good genes so they lived a long time or, you know, or they, they uh, contacted some, some kind of dread disease. And, but uh, who knows <laughs> how much of early death the Lord's involved in. Of course, he's, in, he's involved in everyone's death and that he allows it. But uh, how I respond to my parents is critical. Now, what are some ways that we can uh, respond to our parents. Well, one of the ways, not only in obeying them while you're in the home and honoring them, respecting them, 
whether while you're in the home, but also in taking care of them uh, when they're old. And so my supplement to my Social Security is going to be Josh. I want you to first go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. That's why he better keep working for Nate. Nate pays him good. He's going to reap all these benefits. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I think this is, this is uh, I'm reading this because sometimes there's a little bit of, of uh, fleshing out that this idea that I'm getting that's going to ha- have to have. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 14, Behold, the third time I'm ready to come to you, and so he's writing to Corinth and said, I'm trying to get to you three times. And I will not be burdensome to you. For I seek not yours, but you. And so he wasn't going back there as a missionary and with a, like one preacher when I was a missionary uh, jokingly asked me if I knew what the missionary handshake was. And I said, no. And he says, it's this, you know, give. But actually, when he said that, uh, it really uh, struck my heart as wrong. (laughs) And uh, he came back by me later, a very prominent preacher, and said he was sorry for saying that. He should never have said that. And no missionary that's worth anything is out to get money. But he says here, for I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And so he builds a, he gives a basic principle in the home that a parent ought to, ought to, you know, be like the aunt that, that puts away stuff. That he ought to, he ought to do all he can to take care of himself so he wouldn't be a burden upon his children. And, and uh, that's the goal, that we should, that we should uh, you know, plan for uh, our old age, plan where the income and our workability is diminished. But there are some cases where parents need help. And, and that's what's going on in our, in our text. Let's go back there to our text in Matthew chapter 15 again. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 5, he said, but you say, oh, well, let's, Verse 4, for God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father and mother, It is a gift, and in the original is Corban, but whosoever thou mightest, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, 
honoreth not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your traditions. So here's what was happening. A child with, with parents and parents that were struggling, he would have a certain amount of property or a certain amount of money, and he, he would say, uh, I, I declare this portion of my property, this portion of my money, to be Corbin, that, that is dedicated to the Lord. And he, he's got it there. It's, I don't know how the banking worked there, but he's got it reserved and it's protected. And, 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 and he said, if I go in there and take of my money and help out my parents, then I have, I have despised the Lord and I've taken what I've dedicated to him. But all the time he was still using it to, to live his own life. And he's saying, he's saying, what you've done, you act like you're really religious. Your parents are suffering. And you get around it by saying, oh, I've already dedicated that to the Lord. So I, I can't dip into that to help my parents. And he said, when you do that, you've really made God's commandment of none effect. Now, go over to 1 Timothy chapter 5, and we find Paul writing to Timothy, helping Timothy to, to uh, establish churches and set some guidelines. And, of course, the majority, or probably all of Timothy's uh, church planting work and pastoring of churches that have been planted and trying to build them up was done in Gentile churches. And he says in verse 3 of 1 Timothy 5, Honor widows that are widows indeed, but if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home. And so it was talking about, you know, taking care of widows in the church. But it says if a widow has children or nephews even, let them show piety at home. And so they're to stay at home, work there, benefit the household, and survive by their children and their nephews. Let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents for that is good and acceptable before the Lord. What I'm looking at is that word requite. Requite means to pay a debt. Children owe their parents. They brought them into the world. You know, and we joke about, you know, why did you have all those children? Oh, because of the Alaska Permanent Fund. But let me tell you something right now. The Alaska Permanent Fund never, ever paid for one of my kids. <laughs> I'm still paying. But I'm reaping benefits also. But we owe our parents a debt. They clothed us. They fed us. They housed us. They loved us. They 
nurtured us. And caring for a mother or a father in the time of their need is a small return for all that they've done for you. When, when Krista was young, she had terrible, terrible leg pain. And I would get up at night, and she would cry, and I'd get up at night and rock her. And uh, uh, and willingly do that. Probably I should have turned her over more when I rocked her and swatted her on the rear end. But uh, we we are willing as parents to give. And uh, actually. I'll get, there's not uh, too many people in here this is going to affect, but uh, maybe they'll listen to it on the, on the recording, but some of the most selfish people in the world are people that have graduated from high school and have not yet been married or had children. Children take selfishness out of you. And he's just saying here that you need to realize that you're, uh, you owe no parents demand that, but you owe. Some, some may do. I heard of, I heard of this guy who, uh, whenever, when his kids got up to be teenagers, Whenever, whenever he uh, had to buy him some new shoes, he would record it down and he'd say, I, okay, today to Sally, uh, $35 for a pair of shoes. He put it on the bill. When he ate, he'd put it on the bill. And he kept a, a running computation of all that his children were costing him. And he let them know, here's your bill. And when they got ready to leave the home, he took the bill to them. Here's your bill. Over all these teenage years, all this year preparation, here's, here's what my expenses have been. This is your bill. Now give it to me. And they write across it, paid in full. I don't like the idea that, you know, you're, you're, you're charging, you know, your kids know you're charging them or keeping a record of it. But I do like the idea that they understand that it costs something, but it was paid in full, willingly paid for. Look in uh, Proverbs 23. And 22. Hearken. Um, uh, 23, 22. Hearken unto thy father that beget thee, and despise not 
thy mother when she is old. We're learning in my my home that uh, the older you get, the more senile you get. I'm learning in my home that the older I get, that the that the that the world turns. And now my boys are telling me what to do when we go hunting instead of me telling them what to do when we go hunting. But as long as I can shoot it and they pack it out, I put up with it. (laughs) But um, this proverb is telling us, despise not thy mother when she is old. And then look over in Leviticus 19. Here's something we're missing. And this is an overall principle for all of us. In Leviticus 19 and verse 32, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God I am the Lord. Somehow in our society, we have abandoned when an older man or woman comes into the room that we stand up and greet them. We honor them. The old hoary head would be a gray head and uh, and they're to be honored. And so God's will is for for uh, children to obey their parents and to honor their parents. Go back with me again to Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 8, Solomon, who is a very wise man, and oftentimes we say, you know, Solomon wrote the Proverbs and he was a very wise man. Well, Solomon knew some things and he was in agreement with the things that he wrote, but let's not forget that he was just the penman. And God's saying these things through Solomon. And he says in verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Very important. At times, growing up, uh, I didn't want to hear instruction. For they shall be an ornament of grace into thy head, and and chains about thy neck, that Receiving instruction can make us ornamental, beautiful, not gaudy. My sons, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as a grave and whole as those that go down to the pit. 
We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. And so gang mentality. My son, walk not thou in, thy, in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. And so we find instructions clearly given concerning uh, children and the son of this man, Solomon. In chapter 6 and verse 20, My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee, and when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, and when thou wakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproof of instructions are the way of life. We have so many people today, youth coming into the into society to try to live on their own, and they know not what to do. They don't. They, they're 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 uh, in a great massive massive society. But there's no direction. They're just going with the flow. And he says here that your parents' instruction can keep you. And, and it's, it's like a light. It's a lamp. And it's a light. And it instructs you in the way of life. Now, What do we do? What do we do if our parents don't deserve honor? God's commanded us to honor our father and mother, but what if they don't deserve honor? What if all you knew about your father was explosions and beatings and abuse and with that the thought that the best thing I could do was just stay away from him or end up you know striking back what do we do there are some people there are some situations where a parent hasn't lived a life that would uh, call for honor. In fact, the Lord says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The Bible, first of all, never instructs us to honor our parents and stay in harm's way. It doesn't say that we ought to stay and live in an abusive situation and that be honored. And in fact, uh, I know that there's lots of uh, the child protective services are way out of hand. 
But those child protective services came into being and were created because there were some parents that were way out of hand. And because we've abandoned the Bible, those standards have been blurred. But let's just be honest, there are some parents that are the dregs of society. So what do we do? Well, one of the things we have to do as God's children, we have to forgive them. Now, this is important that we understand something here. Uh, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as Christ forgave you. But there's uh, maybe I should have had the board, but I'll be okay here. What you got to understand, there's two aspects of forgiveness. Go with me first to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. And we're going to be reading verse 3 and 4. But I want you to just put a marker there and go back to Mark chapter 11 and hold your finger there. Mark 11 and Luke 17. And Luke 17, he says, in verse 3, take heed to yourselves how we respond. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. I want you to very carefully note what's being asked of us. There's been an offense. A brother could be anybody in the Lord or anybody in society. It can include, it doesn't mean it has to be your biological brother. It's a person. And if they trespass against thee, we're to rebuke him. Now, you're going to have to be very careful here when you're dealing with a parent. But you need to rebuke. doesn't have to be in a, in a disobedience kind of way. Rebuke can be, Dad, what you did was wrong. And so it asks us, to take heed to ourselves, that we're right in ourselves, it asks us to, to rebuke them, to challenge them. And even if it happens over and over and over, if they repent, thou shalt forgive him. The key word here is repent. Now, go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 and verse 25. 
And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. And your, and your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Here is a place of worship. They're standing in the presence of God, and they're praying. And God brings to their mind someone that they have something against, and he says, forgive them immediately. And Luke, the parties involved are the offender and the offended. And Mark, the parties that are involved are the Lord and you. Now here's what I want you to understand. Way back a number of years, this probably dates me, but there was, you know, a shooting in Columbine, Colorado. And within the day, students had hung up on the fence at this school. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Anybody remember the shooter at Columbine? Anyway, they put on the fence, uh, let's just say Sam, but it wasn't Sam. Sam, we forgive you. But Sam was sitting over there in the jailhouse, very belligerent and justifying what he did. God does not forgive an unrepentant sinner. And God is not asking us to forgive a parent on this one-to-one basis who will not admit that they've done wrong. But what God is asking us to do is to forgive them before God. That God, I forgive them. They won't repent, but I forgive them. I don't want this to stand between me and you. In my heart, I want to forgive. In my heart, I'm willing to forgive. But for me to forgive them when they don't even think they've done wrong is useless. But I'm not going to let... God, I'm not going to let this to cause bitterness in my heart where it's going to affect me and it's going to affect my wife, it's going to affect my children, it's going to affect my workers. Lord, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm turning this over to you and let you deal with it. So often when wrong is done against us, we want to try to make that right. But these people over here, you know, <laughs> when you come over and say you know, I just want you to know I forgave you. And they say, all right. Okay, whatever. Well, you've not accomplished anything. And so forgive them. If you can give them one-on-one, wonderful. If you just have to forgive them before God, that's what you have to do. But it's not going to destroy your relationship with the Lord. Second, Not only you can forgive them, but you can pray for them. God has a way of getting people's attention. Okay, I got two minutes to read 17 things. Here we go. 
17 ways to show honor to your parents. Tell them you love them. Okay, Caden, turn around and tell your mom and dad you love them. Okay, Josh. <laughs> he can't do it. Uh, he will. Show appreciation. Let your parents know that you understand wh what they do for you. Do a chore for your parents. Oh, that's, that's a novelty. Show love to your brothers and sisters. Listen to their stories. You know what? Teenagers can learn a lot from their parents when they talk about what they went through when they were teenagers. Share your stories with them. Open up, tell your parents. Ask them for their opinion. Mm. How many parents have had a child ask for their opinion lately? Mm -hmm. Ask for their opinion. Tell the truth. Don't talk back. Speak well of your parents. Ask them how their day went. <laughs> I can just see some of you, your child comes in and says, how'd your day go today, Mom? And you fall out of the chair. Research your genealogy. Understand something about your background. Compliment your parents. Serve others with them. Beware of your reactions when you get frustrated and, and your tone of voice. Be teachable. Plan time with your parents. And then we come to, we've talked in these lessons, we've done, uh, you know, what it says and what other verses say, and then we come to a crisis. And the crisis of the verse that we started with, for God commands, saying, honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. There are repercussions for how we treat our parents. And God's not going to change his mind about that. All right. You're dismissed. I'll take Jock out here behind the church and he'll say he loves me. <laughs>